Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. We've got reporting and analysis from CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane at 910. There's another week of losses on Wall Street. The Nasdaq lost nearly 3%. S&P falling about 2% for the week. Dow dropping nearly 2% for this week. It's 9 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. The Associated Press and Politico are reporting that the House panel investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol is considering recommending the Justice Department pursue three criminal charges against former President Donald Trump, including insurrection. CBS's Peter King. I'm Peter King. It is certainly historic. Loyola Law Professor Lori Levinson says insurrection, obstruction, and conspiracy charges against a former president would be unprecedented. But Levinson says a referral does not necessarily mean an indictment. That's a decision that has to be made by the Justice Department, by the Attorney General. And a difficult decision at that because the evidence has to be so ironclad that the public would accept a prosecution. Peter King, CBS News. Breaking news, University of California workers reach a tentative deal to end the strike after 32 days. The contract now goes to a vote. No relief with blizzard warnings still in effect across most of the Dakotas, northern Nebraska, and eastern Montana. CBS's Linda Kenyon. This snowplow driver in West Fargo, North Dakota, is having a tough time. The heavier the snow, the harder it is to push. You knock down mailboxes just with throwing the snow. So You know, it's like a brick. Rick Dorian is having his own troubles. All day four of being stuck in... Murdoe, South Dakota. And in Syracuse, New York, Hartley Peterson says... It's the last day of finals, so one of my roommates had her final at 8 a.m., and we live off campus, so she had to leave around 7.30. And because we live off campus, nothing was plowed, nothing was shoveled. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. Robert Cremo Jr. has been charged with seven felony counts of reckless conduct for sponsoring his then 19-year-old son's application for a gun license. His son is charged with multiple counts of murder and attempted murder in the mass shooting at last summer's 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois. Lake County State's Attorney Eric Reinhardt. Everyone deserves to feel safe in every community. For too long, we have allowed gun violence to destroy lives and neighborhoods. We have allowed a cloud of fear to hang over every part of American life. Former Russian prisoner Brittany Griner headed home to Arizona today after spending about a week at a military hospital in Texas. Griner says she plans to play for her WNBA team next spring. More from CBS's Weijia Zhang. Vince Kozar is the president of Griner's basketball team, the Phoenix Mercury. Today, Kozar saw her for the first time since she got back. It was just a big BG bear hug. I mean, she has a seven-foot wingspan. You know, it was emotional. A three-day strike is now underway for Starbucks workers across the country. It's part of an effort to unionize stores. This man is walking the picket line in Seattle. So all the, all the workers that are out here were scheduled to work through this weekend, and we're deciding we're not going into work today. This is CBS News. This fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed for recent Omicron variants. Learn more and schedule your updated boosters at vaccines.gov. 903 on Friday night, December 16th, 2022. We're at 40 degrees, down to the 20s in parts of the area outside the Beltway. Good evening, I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour. Maryland has mirrored California's emissions guidelines for new cars since 2007. But those standards might take a backseat in Maryland in the future.
We're going to be falling behind other states. In his final days in office, Governor Larry Hogan is being criticized for a lack of movement on a regulation that would require new vehicles sold in Maryland to meet the same emission standards as those sold in California. That means that in 2025, when the current clean car program ends, we will no longer have standards to to cut vehicle pollution. Changes in California this year called for tougher standards requiring car manufacturers to sell more zero-emission vehicles by 2035. A spokesperson for Governor Hogan's office says the rule is still going through an interagency review process and it is expected to come up for consideration in 2023. Environmental activist Lindsay Mendelson is hoping Governor-elect Westmore will take quick action when he takes office on January 18th. Annalisa Gale, WTOP News. And speaking of Maryland's governor-elect, Westmore says he has a sense of urgency about easing congestion on the Beltway and 270 in Montgomery County. But he also says his traffic relief strategy will mark a big change from outgoing Republican Governor Larry Hogan. Five years ago, Hogan unveiled his plan to revamp the American Legion Bridge, plus add toll lanes to all of 270 and the Maryland side of the Beltway. That project will soon be in Moore's hands. Maryland Matters reports the governor-elect says he'll look at the project through the lens of equity and environmental protection. Longtime opponents of the project say the toll lanes would primarily benefit the wealthy and harm the environment. Hogan is also accused of springing the project on Montgomery County with little consultation. Thousands of taxpayer dollars were apparently spent on personal items by a Montgomery County schools leader. WTOP's Kyle Cooper reports. The assistant director of the Department of Transportation for Montgomery County Schools apparently spent almost $7,000 on personal items like drag racing tires for a car, an Apple watch band, and a nearly $1,500 Home Depot gift card. A school's report and a separate new inspector general's report list other questionable items purchased by Charles Ewald, who was placed on administrative leave and is under police investigation. The report also discovered $133,000 worth of purchases made outside county policy by other school employees. The report also accuses Ewald of entering misleading descriptions of certain purchases into the organization's payment system. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. The school system says tonight the alleged crimes were discovered through the significant cooperation of Montgomery County Police, which has recovered more than $800,000. It says the people accused of the crimes no longer work for county schools. D.C. public school students start their winter break in a week and kids will not be able to return to classes on January 3rd without first passing a COVID test. The D.C. school system will distribute test kits Tuesday through Thursday of next week. The kits will be sent home with kids, but families can also pick up one at any D.C. COVID center. Students will need to take the test on Monday, January 2nd and then upload their test results to a website. Coming up, well over a year's worth of work by the House January 6th committee has all been leading up to this. After traffic and weather, we'll talk about what to expect from the panel next week. It's 9.07. Going up? If so, you already know the International Union of Elevated Constructors Local 10. From Dulles Airport to the West Wing of the White House, IUEC Local 10 services the D.C. area's most important elevators, escalators, and moving walkways. With IUEC Local 10, you're getting extensively trained constructors from a federally registered national apprenticeship program. To partner with us, go to elevatorinfo.org. IUEC Local 10, a proud supporter of Helmets to Hard Hats. 
Here's a highlight from Raj Jammy, the Chief Technologist for Advanced Technologies at MITRE on Federal News Network's Executive Briefing, sponsored by MITRE. The important factor that we have to keep in mind is we need to approach the problem of semiconductor technology a little more holistically than we've been doing so far. In the past, it was it was simply a question of scale and um, you have a next generation node or perhaps you have a new architecture and you have a next generation node. It's no longer so. To learn more, visit Federal News Network. Search MITRE. It's 908. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks to Rick McClure in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, thanks, Michelle. Let's uh, take you back around the Capitol Beltway where you're still rolling at speed through Montgomery and Prince George's counties and good on the Virginia side. No issues reported. Maryland, I-270, 95, the BW Parkway, all traveling well. Route 50, get ready for the work zone across the Bay Bridge with two-way traffic on the eastbound span. Still have the water main repairs in Germantown affecting Clopper Road before Tech Road. It still has a single lane getting by in all directions. Spent about four hours since that water main broke. Have the uh, crash cleanup over in Bowie along southbound Route 197 near Northview Drive that took away the left lane. Over in Virginia, police are checking along I-66 for a crash westbound before Lee Highway. 395, no problems there. I-95, all clear the northbound direction, and it looks like you're back on the move in the southbound direction through Garrisonville and Stafford. The crash cleanup near the Stafford exit was just moved to the right shoulder. And through the district, freeway still moves well through southwest and southeast. Volume just a little bit left along southbound DC 295 from after Benning toward East Capitol Street. And northbound DC 295 had a little volume from the 11th Street Bridge heading north toward Pennsylvania Avenue. Johns Hopkins Cancer Care, the greater Washington area, with renowned cancer experts in the community, including Sibley and suburban hospitals. Find out more at HopkinsCancerDC.org. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Now Storm Team Force, Chad Merrill. A quiet start to our weekend, clearing skies, temperatures in the lower 30s inside the Capitol Beltway with 20s to the north and west. Blue skies early on your Saturday will have clouds in the afternoon. The breeze picks up, so the mid-40s will feel more like the upper 30s outside. We'll have sunshine early Sunday. Temperatures will drop back into the upper 20s to lower 30s. And at the end of the day, we'll have more clouds and some gusty winds, low 40s. Back to beautiful weather Monday and Tuesday with low to mid 40s. I'm Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. It's 32 in Rockville now, the freezing mark. 36 in Ashburn, 40 in District Heights. Lows tonight in the 30s, except we could see 20s outside of the Beltway. The weather is brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 910. After one and a half years of investigations, the January 6th House Committee is preparing to present its final report to the American people on Monday. And both CNN and Politico are reporting the panel is getting ready to vote on urging the Justice Department to pursue at least three criminal charges against former President Trump, including insurrection. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane has made it his life's work to closely follow this investigation. He joined Dimitri on Skype with a preview of that final hearing. No matter anybody's opinion about January 6th, the investigations or the panel, 
we could all agree this was historic, unprecedented. The size and scope of this investigation with 1,000 interviews, with more than a million records reviewed and collected by a congressional committee over 18 months. We just haven't seen anything like this. It will conclude Monday with a business meeting midday. I expect it to go about 45 minutes to an hour, and every expectation has been there'll be a or a series of criminal referrals, recommendations for charges against someone or some people for their roles in January 6th. This would be a next-level criminal referral because there have been nearly 1,000 people charged in the U.S. Capitol attack, including rioters and protesters. This would be something quite different. But a referral from a legislative committee is not binding on the Justice Department. It's just that. It's a recommendation, but one that comes with quite a bit of heft because of the unique nature and the unique credibility of this panel. Of all the images that we think about on January 6th, there are a few people that stand out. For example, the man with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. There was a big sentencing today, another figure that we all remember, a man with a closely cropped beard, a ski cap on, a big QAnon T-shirt on, and he was being led by one of the Capitol Police officers. What is the story with this sentencing today, Scott? You're referring to Doug Jensen of Des Moines, Iowa, who prosecutors today called the poster child of the insurrection. He was at the front of that mob confronting Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman outside the Senate January 6th, one of the first 10 people inside the Capitol on the front lines. According to prosecutors, not only did Jensen confront Officer Goodman, but he had a knife in his possession at the time. You'll also recall all those images of Goodman luring the rioters away. Goodman spared America from bloodshed inside the Capitol by doing so truly heroic. Doug Jensen, who was convicted at trial by a D.C. jury in September, will serve five years in federal prison. Likely that will include the time he's already served in pretrial detention in Alexandria. Even the judge said Doug Jensen was a leader of the mob. And again, the phrase poster child is somewhat appropriate because that image of him in that QAnon shirt face to face with a retreating officer Goodman is truly one of the iconic images of that day. You've covered a lot of these, of course, and heard some remorse from some participants. So with Jensen, not so much, right? Jensen did not express remorse or a sense of responsibility today. And the judge really hit him for that. The judge said, I was hoping to hear some acceptance of responsibility. What's more, the judge indicated he could have departed downward from the recommended federal prison sentence if he'd done so. So Jensen may have cost himself by saying very little in his own defense today, asking for leniency. All Jensen really said was he wants to go home, wants to return to a normal life. Said nothing about his role, did not disavow QAnon, baseless election lies, or anything he did that day. That's CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane on Skype. And coming up here on WTOP, how did Georgetown do in its Big East opener with Xavier tonight? We'll tell you. 914. I'm Bob Burke, founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes RepairClinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment, and did so both on time and on budget. AmericanEagle.com has the resources, experience, and talent needed to produce solutions. Our new technology platform developed by AmericanEagle.com has produced tremendous results with higher traffic, conversion, engagement, and online revenue. If you have any home repairs you need to take care of, check us out at RepairClinic.com. If you need a world-class website or technology project, then I would highly recommend AmericanEagle.com.
Call AmericanEagle.com at 773-NETWORK. That's AmericanEagle.com, 773-NETWORK. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. And here's Frank Hanrahan. Tough night for uh, Georgetown in their Big East opener. Losers to Xavier, 102-89. They gave up over 100 points in their Big East opener as the struggles continue for Georgetown. The struggles, not so much for the Commanders as of late. They did tie the Giants last time out. They had a bye, and now they face the Giants again on Sunday night at FedEx Field. The mindset this week, wide receiver Terry McLaurin of the Commanders. Focus on the details, honestly. I think there's a lot of opportunities to kind of get distracted in a in a big week game where a lot is riding on the game. Um, playoff seating, the crowd, prime time. I think you got to really have a routine that you can settle into and, and make that your focus throughout the week. Now for the Commanders, notable players questionable for the game, Chase Young, Benjamin St. Just, and Cam. Sims. NBA whiz off until tomorrow. They visit the LA Clippers continuing the six-game roadie. They've lost eight straight. Expecting Chris Stapps Porzingis back after missing a game with low back tightness. Bradley Beal still looks like a game-time decision. Now, speaking of injuries, the Miami Heat <laughs> listing all 16 of their players on the injury report ahead of tomorrow's game against San Antonio. What? Yeah, this is because they were just fined $25,000 by the NBA for violating the league's injury reporting rules a couple nights ago. They weren't uh, disclosing injuries, so you know what they did? They spited the NBA and put all 16 of their players oh on the injury. I expect them to be fined again. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. Okay, Frank, <laughs> it's 917. Virginia punted on supporting a new NFL stadium during the last General Assembly, but it looks like the governor has not given up on landing the Washington Commanders. The Richmond Times-Dispatch reports Governor Glenn Youngkin has included half a million dollars in his proposed budget to help with planning for the potential relocation of the team. The proposal acknowledges a new stadium in Virginia likely remains a non-starter as long as Dan Snyder owns the team. And there are strong signs now that Snyder is preparing to sell. Now the top stories we're following for you this hour. The House Committee investigating January 6th may recommend criminal charges against former President Trump on Monday. And now that she's back home in the U.S., WNBA star Brittany Griner is talking about her future. Will she head back to the court? Stay with WTOP for more on these top stories in just minutes. Up ahead on WTOP, a survivor of the shooting on a charter bus at UVA is going to talk about what he went through. It's 918. Traffic and weather on the 8th to the WTOP Traffic Center and Rick McClure. Let's start in Maryland, I-270. No problems to and from Frederick, I-95. BW Parkway still moving well through Prince George's and Howard Counties. Route 50 still looking good inside and outside the Beltway, but we still have that work zone across the Bay Bridge with two-way traffic on the eastbound span. Still have water main repairs over in Germantown affecting Clopper Road before Tech Road that still has a single lane getting by in all directions. Have the crash cleanup over in Bowie along southbound Route 197 near Northview Drive that had the left lane taken away. There's a vehicle that may have caught fire along I-97 near the Baltimore Beltway. Police are on the way to that. Over in Virginia, 66, police are still looking for the crash westbound before Lee Highway. 
395, no problems there. I-95, you're good on the northbound side, and looks like you're getting back at speed on the southbound side through Garrisonville and Stafford. The crash cleanup near the Stafford exit, that was moved to the right shoulder, may have been moved out of the roadway entirely. Families who have never struggled before are going hungry now. Provide a grocery bag for a family in need this holiday season through Central Union Mission. Give at missiondc.org. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Now Storm Team 4 meteorologist Chad Merrill. We've got a nice evening and overnight shaping up. As a matter of fact, when you wake up, it'll be right around the freezing mark with 20s outside the Capitol Beltway. In a couple of neighborhoods where the rain water hasn't completely evaporated, just watch out for some black ice. It'll be pretty spotty and patchy, though. We'll have blue skies early on Saturday that'll fade to clouds. It'll be breezy. Temperatures mid-40s. On Sunday, we start out with sunshine, end up with clouds. Winds could gust to 30 miles an hour, so those lower 40s will feel more like the low to mid 30s outside. Monday, wall-to-wall sunshine, temperatures low 40s as we go back to work. Tuesday and Wednesday, same deal, partly cloudy temperatures in the 40s. And a storm system, though, that will roll in here late in the weekend, late in the work weekend or the early part of the weekend. That does promise us some rain, perhaps some snow and breezy winds. I'm Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. Checking temperatures now, it's 40 degrees in Upper Marlboro in Centerville, 34 in the district, 43. Lows tonight expected to be in the 30s, except if you're outside the Beltway, we could see some 20-degree mark temperatures. The weather is brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, Virginia's governor takes action related to TikTok and WeChat. We'll explain. 920. If you run a small business, you need the most from every investment. That's why Comcast Business gives you more. Like more innovation with our new gig speed Wi-Fi, plus unlimited data. More speed from the largest, fastest, reliable network for small businesses. And more savings, up to 60% a year with Comcast Business Mobile. All from the company that powers more businesses than any other provider. When you need more, you need Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Get started with fast, reliable internet for just $49 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Or... Ask how to get up to an $800 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Call or go online today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. EcoBill and AutoPay required. New 50 megabits per second internet customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. Mobile savings compares pricing of top three carriers. Comcast business internet required. 921. This Christmas, start a new holiday tradition that your whole family will enjoy. Museum of the Bible is celebrating the sounds of Christmas. You'll hear live performances from Keith and Kristen Getty, Point of Grace, Mark Schultz, and renowned university ensembles. You'll also see Bells of Bethlehem, the first exhibition in the U.S. featuring six bells from the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. All this, plus family-friendly activities, crafts, and sweet treats every day. Get your tickets today at Museum of the Bible. Bible.org. To sell your home, connect with Jennifer Young. This is Dave Johnson. I know this from experience. And while the average agent in the D.C. region sells a home or two every month, Jennifer sells at least one home every single day. And there's over 15,000 buyers in her database ready to look at your home. The Wall Street Journal ranks Jennifer and her amazing team in the top 100 out of 1.4 million real estate agents in the entire country for 10 years and counting. So go ahead. Do what I did. Call Jennifer at 877-611-SELL or online at jenniferyounghomes.com. Keller Williams Realty, 703-815-5700. 
WTOP News. 9:23. One of the UVA students who survived the shooting on campus last month is opening up and sharing his story of that horrifying day. As soon as we're about to stop, I just hear you know, a lot of a lot of gunshots. UVA running back Mike Collins is one of the students who is on a charter bus returning from a field trip on November 13th when the shooting began, just as he and his classmates were getting back to campus. And I can just remember pushing past my teacher because she was just in shock, pushing past getting to the bus driver and like really telling him to open the doors. He's now speaking out about the shooting and sharing his story with the Pivot podcast, where he described the terrifying moments after the gunfire began. When I finally got him to stop the bus and open the door, me and my teammate, we got off real quick. But Hollins then turned around when he realized his teammates were still on board, and that's when he locked eyes with the shooter. I can see him lift the gun as soon as I turn. Um, all I can do at that moment was pray. Hollins was shot as he began to run away. He was later taken to a hospital and underwent surgery, then woke up two days later and found out that three of his teammates were killed in the shooting. Stetson Miller, WTOP News. New this evening, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin has issued an executive order banning the use of certain Chinese-owned smartphone apps and websites on all state government devices and networks. The order specifically bans TikTok and WeChat as part of a sweeping ban on all apps developed by ByteDance and Tencent Holdings. Both tech companies are based in China. All businesses that contract with the state government will also be banned from using the apps on state-owned devices or IT infrastructure. The FBI has loudly warned that TikTok allows the Chinese government to spy on you. The move is drawing praise from Senate Intelligence Committee Chair Mark Warner, also of Virginia. In a statement, he says that TikTok has the stamp of approval of the Chinese Communist Party and poses a serious national security threat. Students in Arlington will have a longer summer vacation, but a shorter winter break next year. The school system's calendar was just approved last night. Superintendent Francisco Duran. My desire was to make sure we had three things, 180 days, that we honored our religious holidays and that we aligned our spring break to our surrounding uh, school divisions as best we could. The first day of school will be August 28th in Arlington, a few days later than some surrounding areas. Winter break will be eight days long instead of two weeks next year. It's 925. Money News at 25 and 55 with Steve Dresner. Friday found all losses across the board on Wall Street as the Dow was down 281. The S&P 500 was off 43, and the Nasdaq also fell 105. Maryland's last Sears store will be closing next month. There are two dozen stores that do remain open nationwide, and the Sears located at the Francis Scott Key Mall just off of I-270 in Frederick, Maryland, will be closing its stores on January 15th. If you remember, Sears opened its first store in Chicago back in 1925. Steve Dresner, WTOP News. All right, Steve. And coming up after traffic and weather here on WTOP, a man whose face you may recognize learns his sentence for taking part in the Capitol attack. 926. The emotional and physical pain from missing or broken teeth is real. Find your smile again at the Cascade Center for Dental Health in Sterling with Cascades One, a revolutionary full mouth implant system. Only with Cascades One can you get one doctor, one office, one price. And in as little as one day, you can get one custom smile that looks, feels, and functions just like healthy, natural teeth. Learn more at CascadesOne.com or call 866-25-SLEEP. 
Cancer doesn't ring the doorbell when it shows up. The Inova Seville Cancer Screening and Prevention Center, the first facility of its kind in the DMV, screens for common cancers, including lung, skin, prostate, and breast cancer that may not be showing signs. Because cancer often arrives without calling first, visit...